it, it was on like the family computer. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember back in like, I was probably 11. I wanted to be like a rapper mm-hmm. and I used GarageBand for everything. <laughs> and then um, when I started using this again, I was like, shit, where do I, how do I start? Yeah, yeah. It was it, like the whole thing's changed in the past, like, I don't know, 10 years. It's a little better. Like it's more updated. Yeah. Cause before it was like, okay, just your voice and that's it. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, oh, you can do like, like right here is like a mount, low. I have no idea what it means, but mid, mid frequency. Oh, yeah, yeah, Has yeah. all that. Yeah. Yeah. That's sick. So let me pull up these questions that I wrote for you. For sure. All right. So do you want me to address you as just <clears throat> Brennan or are you Delaney right now? Um. So is are we going now? Yeah, we're going. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I had, so that's a good question mm-hmm. <laughs> because uh, I had come up, you know, watching uh, Logic do his thing. Mm-hmm. And what he had said, uh, which he had got from Kid Cudi on his, one of his TED Talks, okay. is uh, anytime that he's not performing, mm-hmm. he's Scott. You know, that's like his first name. So I feel like I like doing that shit too. So, you know? you're, like, so you're Brennan right now? Yeah, yeah. Okay, got you, got you. But, but if, in, we were in, if we were in your room, <laughs> you're Delaney now. Yeah, if we're, if we're recording uh, music and stuff, for sure, Delaney, that's, that's what it is. Cool, cool. So before we get into this, I want to thank you for coming. Um, I really oh, I, appreciate you being here. Yeah, 100%, dude. Yeah, because I feel like now, um, like I have like my first like big name. <laughs> if that that's, if that makes sense. That's pretty funny. I don't. I, I wouldn't even consider myself a, honestly a name right now. You really, know? Like, I, I consider you having a name. <laughs> I, I'm at. I feel like I'm at the very like bottom root yeah. of what you know. You, what every artist potentially wants to blossom. The funny thing is that I was, so I was talking to Junior um, mm-hmm. a couple days ago, and he was saying like this stuff is all, everything that I'm doing right now. Even stuff that you're doing, this could be considered like lost tapes. Yeah. Like, this is all, like, this is just the come up. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we're on each other's come up, I think that's pretty sick. Yeah. And actually, that's uh, a huge reason as to why I wanted to do this, because, um, can, I, can I also, like, look over here? Yeah, 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 whatever you want, um, yeah. So, like, this guy, Rob, has shown me support with my music from day one, and I feel like, uh, I've always said this on social media and stuff, is like, you gotta, you know, support your friends with whatever they're doing, and I feel like... Um, it'd be hypocritical of me to like if Rob had reached out to me and I'd be like, oh, oh you want to do your podcast? And uh, you know, I'm like, oh, fuck that. I don't want to do that. Shit. <laughs> uh, I feel like that'd be hypocritical of me. But it's not just that. It's the fact that I see I see a huge potential in podcasts in general. Mm-hmm. But I think you have like a knack for it. I know Junior was talking about this on the last podcast. Like you kind of just have I feel like this is your niche. In a so? way, yeah, oh, I feel thanks. like you're really good at what you do. Thanks. I think you're. I think you're good at what you do too. Man. <laughs> I appreciate that. But thank you. Um. So why the name Delaney? Because I hear. So your name Brennan. Yeah. It sounds nothing like Delaney. Right. Completely like out of nowhere. Yeah. Very different from a first name. Uh. Yeah. I got the name Delaney from my middle name, which is Delaney, but with an E instead mm-hmm. of uh, the apostrophe. Uh. And my dad named me after. Uh, he gave me that middle name after a uh, football player. I believe he's from the uh, the Chiefs. And his name is Joe Alton Delaney. Um, okay. And his story was, uh, he was like chilling. I don't know if it was like at like a lake or something, but he was like with his kids and uh, his, or maybe it was just a single kid. I forget. But um, his son started drowning. And so he had got, he went into the lake knowing that he couldn't swim mm-hmm. and he ended up saving his kid, but then he died saving his kid. Oh, shoot. Yeah. So uh, that's what, that's like how I got my middle name. So I was like, I feel like 
I could pay like sort of homage to that. Also, um, at the time that I had created it, I wanted it to be like a part of me, you yeah. know, as opposed to, I know a lot of people come up with like, like different you know, rap names where it has like nothing to do with them, but I yeah. feel like I want That's cool. To, yeah. Yeah. It has like a cool little meaning to it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, like a little baby. It's like, you can't really, how deep could you really go with that? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So what made you want to start like rapping? Was it like an epiphany that you had, or is it something you always wanted to do? Because when you first dropped, what was your first song that you dropped? I forget the name. Oh, man, it was. Um, it was Heartstrings, I think maybe. Yeah, that was that on, one on the one on all platforms? Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, so when I first saw the, the post of you like how you, that you had dropped it, mm-hmm. I was working with with Gesso. I was actually his employee. Oh yeah. So I was I get to work and I'm like, dude, Brandon dropped a song, and he's like <laughs> in his desk, he's like. What do you mean, man? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Brennan dropped a song. He's like, are you sure? Like, we're thinking about the same Brennan? The same I was guy? like, yes. Yeah. And he's like, man, out of all the kids that we coached that were, like, I thought would be rappers, that he wasn't one of them. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's a good point. So what, so what, was, it, what was it that made you want to be a, a rapper? Um, man, it's funny because uh, growing up, I didn't really listen to a ton of rap music. Um, Every now and then, when I'm thinking of uh, just like in my own thoughts, uh, I'll like get transported back to a time where I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I'll listen to a song and be like, "Oh, I remember listening to this when I was like eight years old." Um, but I feel like it did come as a huge surprise to a lot of people because mm-hmm. um, I had kept it under wraps for a long time. Uh, I think the the like beginning sort of stages were in middle school. Mm-hmm. I would say um, I was really into like poetry and spoken word. Same in like seventh and eighth, yeah, it's yeah. great. Um, and so I, I also I'd always been pretty good at like English, so mm-hmm. I loved like metaphors and similes and like yeah. s- and stuff like that. Uh, so I would write a bunch of poetry and spoken words, um, just like little pieces here and there. That probably if I saw them today, I'd probably throw up at because they really probably, they probably weren't any good. You know, I don't know. Maybe you could like manipulate them. <laughs> yeah. You know, I never kept any. Actually, I used to. Um, just write them sort of like in my journal mm-hmm. and that would be like the end of it. I would let, I, do, I didn't let anybody like see it at all. Were you like, like, like shy for people to read your stuff? Yeah. That's what I sure. felt too. Like I had, so I don't know how in depth you've done, if you've done like really in-depth research of like your favorite rappers, but before I was super into Eminem mm-hmm. and I watched his like 60 minutes interview with, um, what's that fool's name? That Cooper guy? Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper. Yeah. Yes. So they're in the studio and Eminem brings out this giant box. Mm-hmm. And inside of the box, there's literally pages on pages oh, of his lyrics. Uh, yeah, I remember Like that. random stuff. Yeah. And Anderson uh, Cooper's like, oh, and M calls it stacking ammo. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's a good idea. So when I was like 11, I'm like, I'm going to start doing that too. And I post, and I would have this long, this giant, like little, you know those notebooks where you have to flip the page like vertically? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was one of those. Mm-hmm. And he had the same thing, so I wanted to be just like him. Yeah, of course. Of yeah. Course. So I write all that stuff down. And um, one day I stayed over at my aunt's house. And this is not really my aunt. She's my aunt, but like just family friend type thing. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I have a lot of those. Yeah. So <laughs> her niece was visiting and she saw the notebook and she's like, oh, I'm going to just draw like in the pages. Mm-hmm. And when I saw her like drawing on stuff, I was like, damn, I hope she doesn't read my rhymes and think I'm like, like weird or something, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's, yeah. that's how I felt. Yeah. Well, so, so yeah, that's, um, that's basically like how it started for me. Um, but then there was like this sort of fall off that I had because, um, like back in high school, I I felt like I didn't hang out with like a ton of people, mm-hmm. but the people I did hang out with, I feel like were a pretty bad influence, to be honest. Really, you know, just on 
on, on a lot of major aspects of my life. So I, we like when it came to high school, I was, um, you know, I, it was unfortunate because I was one of those kids who um, wanted to be like anti everything. You know, really? so like whatever everybody else liked, I'd be like, oh, I don't really like that. Okay. Just just for the sole purpose of like everyone else likes it, so I want to be different. You know what I mean? Okay. And it was really hard coming to terms with that. Uh, I think it just just a few years ago, maybe in like 2018, the year after. Also pretty recently. Yeah, the year yeah. after I graduated, I was like, man, like I was just like, you know, like I hated on shit for no reason. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I was just a product of like what I was hanging around and stuff. Um, so I didn't even really listen to rap like that in yeah. high school. Um, because if I did, I felt like the people that I hung out with, they'd be like, oh, you're like lame or you're weird because they were the same way. So what did they like? Um, they were, they were into, uh, like heavy metal really? and stuff like that. And I wasn't really into that per se. Um, I don't really know what I was into. Like I'd listen to rap every now and again as sort of like my little secret. Mm-hmm. Um, but like. Music just wasn't at the forefront of everything for me at that yeah. time. Um, but then my senior year, it was sort of when I transitioned uh, a little bit out of that. Mm-hmm. You, like the second half of my senior year, I started listening to, um, to a lot more rap. And I think the album that kind of put it over the top for me and put it like put, muse, put rap music at the forefront of like yeah. my interest was um, Because of the Internet by Childish Gambino. Yeah, that's a good album. Yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, it's great. Um, and, and, you know, it's funny, too. I remember because oh, for those of you guys who don't know, I played baseball with Rob. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I remember, uh, I don't know if it was you and Drake, but I remember at practices, people would, uh, I know Drake and somebody, it might have been you, Could've been. would recite uh, 3005. That was him. Yeah. yeah dude. Over knows, and over. He knows the whole thing. He knows that song fully and he knows Rigor Mortis. By Kendrick? Yeah. Yeah. So he just, he just goes off on both of those, mm-hmm. like randomly. You can just yeah. tell him, like, hey, can you do that real fast? And he'll be like, yeah, I got you. And he'll just, for no yeah. reason... Because even back then, dude, oh, man, I, I was like, dude, that's so cool. Like, and I was still in that stage of, like, hiding, yeah. like, the person who I wanted to, like, be, you know? Yeah. Isn't that crazy how we, like, we, um, obviously, it's clear that you, like, confronted that and you took care of it, yeah. right? But even, I guess, just growing up, that's what, it's normal. Mm-hmm. So, like, my group of friends, sophomore year through senior year, they were, like, into shoes, like, streetwear. Yeah, yeah. I, I was into it, kind of. Because mm-hmm. they were, but now I could give less of a shit of like this, yeah. like this expensive shirt, mm-hmm. you know. But but yeah, I see what you're, where you're coming from because you want to just fit in the, with the group that you're in. Yeah, of course, and and like for me, like that group, you know, wasn't many people. Maybe like two, maybe three people, um, you know. Like and and I had been on uh, the basketball team and the mm-hmm. baseball team, right? But like outside of those. You know, outside of practices and games and stuff like that, like I really only hung out with like two or three people. Yeah. Um, who unfortunately were bad influences on you know my taste and stuff like that, yeah. my mental health and all that. But um, yeah. So I blossomed out of it, like I said, like the second half of senior year, and then uh, I just started listening to a lot more uh, rap music. Uh, after I finished because of the internet, uh, I really got into Logic. Yeah, I remember that. I remember you were a yeah. huge Logic fan. I was, I was like a stan. I was yeah. a stan for this guy. Yeah. I, the first, uh, I think I was listening, I was probably like re-listening to uh, Because of the Internet on YouTube. And you know how YouTube autoplays stuff? Yeah, yeah. So I think after it had finished, uh, 44 Bars came up. Really? Yeah, by okay. Logic. And This was um, Bobby Tarantino 1? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the first Bobby Tarantino mixtape. Super fire. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got to watch that live, actually. Oh, so lucky. I went, I went to the, um, 
was it was Jeezy, Logic, YG, and someone else. Yeah. Did you watch it? Uh, I think they were at Shoreline. Shoreline. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it yeah, went. yeah. Dude, that dude. I didn't even care. <laughs> I was a huge Jeezy fan before I I got introduced to Logic. Mm-hmm. So when we went to go see Jeezy, he's like, "All right, cool, Jeezy, nice." But when Logic came up, I was like, "Dude, it's literally him in front of me." <laughs> and then I, I'm more into YG now than them both. Mm-hmm. But when YG came out, I'm like, "Okay, whatever." Yeah, it's just YG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, you were into like Logic heavy. Yeah, I was uh, a super like, and and a lot of my early stuff, uh, like, is very like heavily influenced. Mm-hmm. I would say uh, by Logic. So once I discovered him, I listened to. Like everything, you know, his whole discography. Yeah. I listened to the, um, to the Young Sinatra mixtapes. Mm-hmm. I listened to Psychological. Like, yeah. I was really, really invested into uh, his stuff. And he's still cool now. Like, mm-hmm. he's he's not, you know, my favorite rapper, you know, currently anymore. Yeah, me either. But I mean, it happens, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, because his sound just completely changed. Yeah. I think he because he went from all right, this is my style, to I'm gonna branch off into radio. Mm-hmm. And then he just stayed in that little radio play area. Yeah, yeah. But before, when he dropped, um, what's that one? Damn it. Uh, the Incredible True Story. Right, right, That right. was so different. Like, no one's ever seen a rapper yeah. rap from the perspective of being lost in space. Yeah, exactly. Super, like, experimental. But the thing, the thing is, the concept itself was really experimental. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he was able to mesh that with the same sort of sound that he had had on Under Pressure and the Welcome yeah. to Forever mixtape. Especially on like the Young Jesus track. It oh, sounds yeah. a lot like old Logic because he used like that instrumental that just sounded old. Yeah. 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 I agree. Fucking super fire track. Actually, um, and I got to see Logic. Uh, I had to, you know, at the mm-hmm. at like the height of my stan activity for Logic. Yeah, of course. I saw him uh, at Bill Graham in SF. That's smaller, right? Yeah, it was a smaller venue, but that was also my first like real concert that I really? went to. Uh, yeah, like one that at least one that I was invested in. Uh, okay. When I was like six, my my dad took our whole family to go see this dude, uh, Bo Diddley. I don't he, know what that is. He's like one of the like founding fathers of like rock. He's like really? super influential figure. Um, and well, like when I was six, I don't really remember much about it, but he he was saying. Uh, that I would just kind of, I was kind of like laying down where the seats were, and I was like, "Oh, it's so loud!" You know, uh, I was, like I had no idea what was going. On. I was six yeah. years old, but so this is the seeing Logic was like my first actual concert, um, and I went with my neighbor Jess. Shout out to Jess, who's graduating Jess. from. I'm not gonna say that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's I went, no, keep keep the safety. You're gonna do. <laughs> I went. I went with my neighbor, and I went with my girlfriend. Okay. Um, and so when we had seen at like I um had thought that the venue was bigger than it actually was. Like you said, it's pretty, it's like a smaller. Yeah, I've never been there, but I just see photos. It just looks smaller than like a SAP center or. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think what's, what makes it seem smaller is that the actual, like, you know, general admission ground floor level Mm -hmm. seems smaller to me than, you know, like a different sort of venue, but they have, um, stands, you know, all up. And so that makes it, the place look a lot bigger. Um, and so I didn't want my girlfriend to get like trampled in mosh pits and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, we had we we went up to uh, the stands and we sat like in the front row of the stands, uh, and we got to see the mu- uh, the concert that way. And it was great. He put on a great show. Um, super, definitely like a core memory for me. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I, that just had sort of kickstarted my interest. That's cool. But actually, I will say too. Um, <laughs> If it hadn't have been for, uh, man, it's it's tough to say. Like, what actually got me into like 
what, what got me to rap, mm-hmm. to literally go in front of a microphone and rap, was uh, my my buddies Tommy, who okay. you know, and EJ. EJ, you know, um, what's his last name? Gandia. Okay, so the same EJ that I think of. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, the <laughs> so Tommy from In and Out, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Tommy from In and Out. That's yeah. such a funny way to like remember That's how him. I remember him as like I remember him as like a catcher, and then In and Out. Yeah. Or Miata. Miata. They, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's that's the biggest thing I think uh, for me at least is yeah. that's that's the Miata. Um, they had, uh, I was I was like chill with them, mm-hmm. uh, like especially after graduation. After I graduated, twenty seventeen. Um, I hung out with Tommy probably like almost every week that whole summer. Dude, those are the best summers. Oh, yeah, they're the that same friend every single day. Yeah, yeah. That's how me and Drake were. But we listen to Logic every single day. <laughs> yeah. Dude, aren't you like so sad just thinking about how like that like how it used to be? Dude, all, all the time. Dude, like I shouldn't rev- I shouldn't reminisce on my past so much. Mm-hmm. But just waking up on a on like a July morning, it's like already hot. You're like, fuck, man. But you know what? We're gonna go go explore today. <laughs> yeah. See what happens. Like my buddies and I would walk to um, we literally be like, oh, what y'all want to do? I don't know. Okay, let's walk to Eastridge because no one had a car yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'd be like eighty five degrees. I, w- I didn't want to wear shorts, so I wore jeans, <laughs> and probably and a baggy shirt. Got to like stunt when you yeah. go to Eastridge, dude. And we walked to Eastridge, and then by the time we got there, we weren't even fresh no more. We all, we, we smelled like Cunningham Park. <laughs> yeah. We wanted to cut through because there was shade. <laughs> but yeah, those are those are the best times. Yeah, those are those are the days, man. Um, and I miss them so much. And I, and I know like people are like, oh, you know, um, smile because it happened. Don't cry because it's over type thing. But like, yeah. damn, man, like I'd be doing both a ton. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's just so simple. Like now it's like, oh, I don't know if you're in school or what, but like, oh, I got to go to work tomorrow. Like you have things to actually yeah. worry about. Yeah. Back then it was like, things were minor inconveniences. They weren't really mistakes mm-hmm. or things that were coming up were just like, I got to go to some stupid birthday party on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. And now it's like that little birthday party is such a small thing in terms of how big things yeah, are now. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I don't. I agree. Yeah, waking up every day to, you know, go to your like eight or nine to five. It's like such a different grind than yeah. being able to wake up at ten, yeah. just do whatever you want, or even wake up at seven and go to school and come home. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I prefer those days way more than these ones. Yeah, for sure. When you were younger, did you want to be an adult like super quick, or did you embrace your childhood? I feel like I had, man, like I can't answer this for surely mm-hmm. because, you know, I probably, I realistically, I probably was one of those kids who was like, oh, I can't wait to fucking make my own rules and stuff. Yeah. But I, I feel like I remember like a good mix of both. Okay. Like I was very curious about um, how it would be to, you know, become an adult and stuff like that. But at the same time, I was like, you know, I'm fucking, I'm playing flag football out here, man. I'm ha- having hella fun. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I feel like I, I thought both. Okay, yeah, that's how I feel too. Like there was certain aspects of the adult life that you, that you wanted to experience, mm-hmm. but like that you were a kid, it was like okay, I can't yet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like walk to the store by yourself. Like when I got to walk to the store by myself, that was a huge deal. Yeah. I think I turned ten now. I'm like or eleven. And I was like, can I go to Seven Eleven now? Dude, Fine, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> that was it. Opened like doors. That's that. Yeah, that was such a big deal for me. Uh, this really the same shit. Like being being able to be like. Oh hey, uh, mom or hey dad, can I after school? Can I walk to Seven Eleven and like get a Slurpee or something? Yeah, you know, it's like your first little taste of like independence and how it felt yeah. to be an adult. Um, but yeah, man, like childhood is just underrated. It's so underrated. Yeah, and you don't know it's underrated when you're a kid, really. No, you're just like okay, you know, whatever. Yeah, and what? then boom, you're in, you're like sitting at your desk and you're like, damn, should have 
Should have took advantage more. <laughs> Should have cherished those times. Hell yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So sorry, back. To, I, I get I, I get yeah. off track. Oh, a lot. It, by, by the way, if there's anything you ever want to like talk, like how you said you never got to address publicly about your name, your rap name, if yeah. anything like that, dude, just say it. Yeah, I will. I, I you'll do a good job of reminding me. Yeah. I feel like all the questions that you have for me will be like I'll branch off into yeah. a million other things. Yeah, this this is no script, man. Whatever, whatever. Yeah, just, just say, sort say of it. Free flowing and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah. So back to uh, Tommy and EJ. So I'd gotten really close with them. Uh, after gra- that summer after graduating, and so they made like a uh, like a friendly diss track on me. Real? Oh, I think I remember that. Uh, yeah, and because <laughs> they remember EJ had, dropped, had like posted about him in a song, and I was like, EJ raps now. Yeah. Okay, so that makes sense. No, it all makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and oh, man, I'm saying like summer seventeen. Realistically, it might have been you know that fall or the following summer, but it was within like 2017, 2018. Okay. Um. And so they had like dissed me, uh, and it was super funny. Is uh, the track was called uh, "Sweaty Mode" I because think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh, I, I remember that's like top ten uh, iTunes. No. <laughs> um, but they called it that because uh, in high, like even even now, uh, my dude, I have like super sweaty hands, really, and, and I can't like control it. I tried I tried like a bunch of different methods in high school to sort of like mask that. Mm-hmm. Um, this makes it seem like the diss track was like cut me down to my core, but it was really funny. It okay. wasn't anything serious. Okay. Um, it was like little jabs. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And I, I thought it, I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, so they were like, "Oh, like they were telling me like, oh, you better, you got to make one back on us now." And and at the time, I'm like, "Bro, like, yeah, I'd love to, you know, because I know how to like write stuff." Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, I have no idea how to record, so I like looked up uh. Oh, free like recording software, and that's how I came into contact with Audacity. Okay. Uh, just such a horrible program, but it is. <laughs> so when I first sorry, but, but um, when I first started podcasting, I hit up Mr. Cavada. Yeah, and I was yeah. And I was like, "Hey, like, what's like the best software I could use for like a podcast?" And he's like, "Oh, Audacity." And I was like, <laughs> "Okay." So I download it, and I'm like, "Dude, this app sucks." It's it's very horrible. Yeah, it's it's so awful. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you, you came up on Audacity. Yeah. Um. So. That's what I had done, and I remember uh, I had I was like I asked my girlfriend, oh, uh, if I could like borrow her laptop, mm-hmm. um, because at the time I didn't have, uh, you know, like a PC set up. I didn't yeah. have my own laptop, uh, so I asked to borrow hers, uh, and then she had given it to me, and I downloaded all the stuff, like all the uh, Audacity, and uh, I looked for a beat off YouTube, found Damn. a beat, uh, put it in, and then I I remember. Um, I remember it was so embarrassing okay. to, to like rap for me. And honestly, like that's something that I still have to get over today. Like being able to like rap freely mm-hmm. while like people are just sort of like walking around the house and they're like, oh, like what the hell's that noise going on? You know? Yeah, that's how I feel here too. Like if, if I'm doing a solo episode here and someone walks by, I just want to be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just wait till they walk yeah. away. Yeah. It's a, it's a struggle, man. Um, you know, podcasting from home, recording music from home. Uh, it's like, you know, I'm not worried like what a, user 278910 on TikTok says about me but like yeah. if my dad comes in and he's like oh we've got a little rapper in the house yeah. then I'm like oh fuck you know like that's, yeah, yeah. that's like worse uh, so I remember taking the laptop and I went to like the furthest room in my house and it had like and that room has uh, like a closet with a door that you could shut okay and so I was in like this cramped little space it, it literally was probably like from me to you that's like how much space this closet yeah it's pretty small yeah, yeah. And so it, you know it got like super hot in there and I remember like uh, I had written down a bunch of stuff 
a bunch of a bunch of like diss lines. Honestly, some of them were pretty good. I can't remember a lot of them, okay. but but they were, I remember them not being bad. It's just you know, since it was my first song, my delivery was like really bad. Also, you know, shout out Audacity because I would rap, you know, and in my headphones I'd be on beat and then I'd play it back mm-hmm. and it'd just be completely off. So I every every time I did a take, yeah. I had to like grab the mouse, click it, drag it like a little just bit. Just so it makes it all like come together. <laughs> yeah. So it's actually on beat. Yeah. Um and I remember doing that and the song took me like three hours, I think, to make because of that, really solely because of that. Otherwise, I probably would have, I would have been in and out probably like in 45 minutes. Okay. Um, and I posted it, and I remember Tommy and EJ were just like, they were like, oh my God, like, bro, I, I didn't know you were going to take real shots at us. Oh, what and the I, hell? And I was like, oh shit, I'm sorry. I didn't, like, I didn't know that, uh, you know, like, it'd be like on that sort of level of like dissing or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. I just thought it was pretty funny. And, um, that's, so that's like the very first time that I actually got in front of a mic and ever made like some semblance of a song. That's crazy. So it just took like you guys just horsing around to really yeah. get something going. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. That's funny how you brought like the whole like, um, I feel like it's like a thing in high school, like you just diss each other oh, on yeah. a song. Well, you know what inspired it was um, Rice Gum. Oh, because he had like his little like phase where he was just dropping disses on everybody, oh, yeah. right? And, and like... You know, obviously now, you know, you look back and it's like, what a horrible person he is. Like, yeah, yeah. But, but at the time, even even I was like, yo, like, this shit's fire. It's, it, was fuck, it was garbage. But yeah. like, you know, it, it's it's controversial yeah. at, or it was at the time. And so uh, that's what really started the way for for all like yeah. stuff like that. Because I feel like everybody was dropping diss tracks on each other because Ricegum did his on, I forgot who it was. Um, but then, what's his name? Um, like sneaker YouTubers were dissing each other. <laughs> yeah. I'm like over what like who's, who drips less mm-hmm. you know yeah. that was so that I remember that but um it's funny that you mentioned your friends dissing you on a track because we actually dissed one of my friends on a track too but we had like a whole track list oh for my just god songs. made like an album we were going to oh my and god and everything was written out so um my friend Angel he had dropped a diss track on that on uh, Cameron I don't remember Cameron or not. Cameron. Yeah, 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 yeah. Baseball player. Yeah, so... Huge SF Giants fan. Yeah. Shout out Cameron. Yeah, so we were all <laughs> in a group, right? And him and Angel, they were always, like, constantly... So, like, how you say, like, a toxic friend group, kind of? Yeah, It kind of yeah. was. <laughs> so him and Angel would, like, bicker at each other. And then one day, Cameron's like, you know what? I'm going to make a diss track on you. Right? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, okay, so let's just all make an album with each other's disses on it. But we had it, like, Cameron's diss track to Angel. And then it was... Uh, I don't remember uh, Juan... Skinny dude, might not remember. Oh, man, it sounds he sounds familiar. Yeah, but um, he had a song called Juan's Interlude. <laughs> okay, it, it never got recorded. There was there was no plan. It was just funny because it was like Juan's Interlude, mm-hmm. and it was mine. And why not to kind of serious? Oh, not like okay. serious where I'm gonna hurt someone's feelings, but I really put thought into it. Yeah, and I don't remember they called him Sheen before. That was his name, like Sheen from Jimmy Neutron. Oh, okay, yeah. So there's an episode of Jimmy Neutron called Planet Sheen. Uh-huh. And that was my diss track name for him. Oh my god, dude. And I used um Childish Gambino's Bonfire instrumental for oh his diss. Such a good so, that's such a good instrumental. Dude, if I had ever recorded it, it would just been I think it would have been pretty good. Damn. I have dude. no clue where that where my writing is, but it's somewhere. Dude, remember, that's awesome. I remember even I had my my friend Danny over and I'm like, dude, I want to show you my diss track I read on Angel. And he's like, Oh, does it suck? I'm like, I don't think so, but we'll find out. I literally performed it for him. <laughs> yeah. I had the instrumental playing and I was like, watch this, watch this. And then I, 
after I was done, he's like, where'd you come up with that? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and that's uh, Daniel, Daniel. Yeah. The Rip Daniel. Valderrama? Is that his last name? What, what, what does he look like, the guy that you're thinking of? He's like a super fit guy. I think he's like in the army or like he joined. No. Nah. Maybe it's a different Danny. Yeah, I think it's a different Danny. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mine, he was ripped. Was he? Yeah, he was like in middle school, he was just a genetic freak for some reason. <laughs> like, you know when you're, when you're growing up, like at least for me, when I was 12, I was like kind of pudgy. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't the most genetically gifted looking person. Mm-hmm. But him, all he did was play soccer, and this dude had like a six pack, and he was he was twelve, and he was taller <laughs> than everybody. Yeah. But yeah, that was that's Daniel. Yeah, dude. Some oh man, like you said, dude. Some some people are just freaks of nature at that age. You know, like. So you know my cousin Ruben, right? Yeah. He's a good example of that, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like he's just like almost as tall as me, and he's twelve. Yeah. I'm it's like, crazy. this fool just has good genetics. Yeah. Yeah, dude. People people are lucky. I feel like um. In most cases, like, people are a lot like us, you know, where, where when we're 12, you're either, like, on the sort of, like, pudgier side, yeah. or, like, I remember being 12, and, like, I could, you know, like, people were, like, putting their, like, fingers around my arms, you yeah, know, because... They, they like, this to you? <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, oh, you're skinny. I'm like, yeah, I'm skinny. You're like, I'm sorry, dude. I, I don't know how to control this. I, I eat, but I don't know. <laughs> my body's just a black hole right now. You yeah. Know? I wish it was like that now. Yeah, now, now it's like bad. It's like adults always say that, oh, when I was, when I was your age, I was this, this, and this. <laughs> yeah. So I have a, what's another one? Okay, so here's a good one. As an artist, what's your opinion on today's rap slash rappers? Oh man, I, I love today's rap. Really? I love today's rap and rappers. Um, I've grown such uh, a love for all aspects okay. of, of the genre. Because um, back then, like when I was in my like logic phase, mm-hmm. um, it didn't last for uh, very. This mindset that I had mm-hmm. while I was in my logic phase didn't last for very long. But it was like the whole, um, oh yeah, like Playboy Cardi isn't good, mumble rappers like really? they suck, and and that was only, it only lasted for like a little bit. Okay. Um, but then like I don't know. For me, at the end of the day, I was like, I'm gonna instead choose to enjoy this as opposed to tearing it down. That makes sense. Like, enjoy it while it's here. Because yeah. it's going to be an era. Yeah. There, and there's, like, a ton of eras like that. You know, yeah. like, the whole um, the SoundCloud era, like, yeah. that was such a huge thing that I feel like even now is a little underappreciated. Um, well, I feel like even though it wasn't the best, it kind of sparked a whole new line of rappers. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel, I don't know, like, I feel Lil Nas X might not be who he is now if it wasn't for that era. Mm-hmm. Even um, Dub Baby or even Lil Baby, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess. Uh, yeah. That. Well, especially I think um, Lil Baby is such a good point because you know, like his, uh, you know, he was influenced by Thugger, right? Like, like heavy. I, I, I really don't know those rappers. I don't know a lot about because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really look into them. But I think so. I think that was Lil Baby's story was uh, he like Young Thug mm-hmm. would constantly ask him like to come to the studio with him because okay. I think they were boys or something. Um, but, but like Lil Baby was like out on the streets, you know, like mm-hmm. like I don't know like what he was into because he was in the hood, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it was like that sort of situation, and uh, Young Thug was trying to like sort of get him out of that. Uh, so oh, I, at I least as that. far as I know, yeah. Where did you hear that? Um, I think I heard it on uh, on a podcast or or on one of those like like rap radar type things. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Or it was one of those like um, how Lil Baby came became Lil Baby. One oh, of those that, that Michael McCrudden guy. 
before they were famous. <laughs> well, yeah, fuck that guy. But really, <laughs> I I really hate uh, how he handled like Mac Miller, the okay. that whole situation. Yeah. Um, his videos, uh, I actually really liked them um, before, and yeah, I'm, like they're informative and stuff. Yeah. I just don't watch them anymore because of like that. What did he do to Mac Miller? Um, after he had died, he like he made a post like a video like super quickly, mm-hmm. um, saying like, um, it was like one of those uh, before they were deceased. Oh, videos. after they were famous type thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's, that's that's just a money grab for that dude. Huh? Yeah. yeah, and it's yeah. so shitty. You yeah, know? It is. I agree. But I mean, you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, to my knowledge, like. When little baby got into the studio, and you know he he had the skill from from the jump, and uh, that's you know look where he is now. You know he's yeah going crazy. <laughs> that's true. Damn, I guess you're right. Yeah, because honestly, I'm one of those people that like uh, XXX Tentacion took me a minute to get into, mm-hmm. just because I don't I, like his whole like um he had like a screamo rap type thing, and I was like I don't know if I like this. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, I'm just too like the whole old rap. It's just so hardwired into my head uh-huh. that if I hear like mumble rappers, I'm just like, eh, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. hate, I don't hate the genre, mm-hmm. but it's just like, ah, like we're so a good, a good point that I, a good, I mean, not a good point, but a point that I have is like Meg The Stallion, for example. Mm-hmm. Yes, she's an artist and she's a rapper, but I don't consider her a rapper just because she's not lyrical like other female rappers are. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree that she's not. On the level of someone like Nicki Minaj, obviously. Yeah, because it was like one chick that I came up on on World Star, and she was just like, she was like a female biggie in terms of her skills, but I have no idea what her name is. Man, that I don't know why that sounds so familiar. Like, I feel like I I know. Like she was in an alley and she was just spitting whatever, and I'm just like, damn, like who is this? Yeah, there, man. I I also think I just want to go on record as well and say that I, I think female rappers are criminally underrated. Yeah. Um, like. Even now, like you have, if you took away Nikki's fan base, mm-hmm. I feel like she'd be super underappreciated. Yeah. Just for her lyrical ability, her flowing ability. Yeah. Her ability to just make songs in general. Um, but you know that goes for uh, a bunch of uh, female rappers. Mm-hmm. I think Rico Nasty is overlooked. I think uh, I uh, there's another not really underground name, but uh, her name is Lex Bratcher. Okay. Super super talented. Where's she from? Um. She might be from the DMV. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to like, don't like quote me on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I've heard, uh, you know, a few of her songs and uh, she's, she can spit, man. Like she's, she's like, I don't, people got to find out about it. <laughs> when you see like these, these like underrated rappers send them to me, cause honestly I want to expand my, my knowledge on music. Cause right now my music taste is getting so boring. I feel that. I feel yeah. that. Yeah, dude. Uh, dude, for me, like, um, that's another thing that like rap has helped me with is uh, not only to be like more appreciative towards these like underrated artists, but you know, to go out and look for more. Yeah. Like I've, I've opened my catalog to so many of these uh, like underrated, underappreciated artists that I found in the underground that people like right now have no idea about, you know, uh, or they're like just, you know, super small. Yeah. Um, and there's like a plethora of just, skilled rappers yeah. and and with you know with the older sort of lyrical sound the mm-hmm. new the new wave sound like just such a good mix of both yeah lots of people in the underground there's um he's not really like underground anymore but i followed him probably like from 2017 to now you know who joiner lucas is i'm sure you probably know yeah, yeah yeah dude i've literally watched him grow from 
like to where he was just like not even really big yet, mm-hmm. and now you hear him on the radio. Yeah, I think that's sick. Yeah, his uh, Jordan Lucas is um, his growth has been like nuts because I remember like I remember hearing uh, my my boy uh, Anthony Toribio. Do you remember mm-hmm. Anthony? Do you go to high school with this too? Yeah. I see his face before I remember him. Um, shout out, Ant. He actually uh, showed me the song Rosca Piccioni. Yeah, I, I was going to bring that one up. And I was like, holy shit. Like, yeah. at the time, you know, like, like, that's when, you know, I had started getting into, like, hip-hop, and I was more, like, on, on the lyrical mm-hmm. side of stuff. Uh, and, like, that track, like, blew me away. Because when, when you first listen to it, it's, and then you get all the way to the end, you're like, your mind is blown. Yeah, because it uh, shows both perspectives. Yeah, yeah. Because in, in the first, the guy, Ross, I'm assuming, right? In his mm-hmm. in his perspective, it's like, damn, this dude that I was homies with just shot me, like took advantage this whole time. Yeah. And then the second half of the song, it shows his perspective on not that it makes it right, right, anyways, exactly, but it shows that he, this fool was like clearly in the trenches. He was down bad, mm-hmm. and he's like, damn, like if I get into the hood with these dudes, like I'm, I'll be fine. Yeah. But yeah, it's just it's tough. But yeah, it's a, you know, a tale of uh, two different perspectives. Yeah. You know? Um, and like, I really like uh. Joyner Lucas's old stuff like that, like mm-hmm. Ross Capiccioni, um, and I feel like he gets a little bit too much hate now. Um, really? He's definitely like not my favorite rapper, mm-hmm. but like he has skill, and yeah. it's not it's not like a hard thing to admit that. And I feel like for a lot of people, it is. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know, know why. Yeah, like, people are afraid to show love, man. I don't people know. Are, it's so weird. Like, yeah, just show if you like something, just you know, it's all good. Yeah, exactly. But again, you know, like. There's these people who are hating on him mm-hmm. are probably like when I was 14 or 15. Yeah. You know, and you don't really think about it too much. Yeah. Um, but like, like I said, you know, like uh, after graduating high school, like my mindset was just completely different. Um, and I've grown to not, you know, before I, whenever I'd hear something or I'd see something, my first instinct would be like, to find out all the bad things about it. Like, why should I not like this thing? That's how it was with country music and Arctic Monkeys for some reason. Yeah, yeah. So, like, like I see all the hipster kids in high school that liked Arctic Monkeys, and I'm like, well, these fools are kind of obnoxious, so this music's <laughs> probably not good either. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Yeah. You kind of associate, like, the person's music taste with the person. Yeah. 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 So, like, what's so what's your process for writing a song? Do you, do you have the beat first, and you just find lyrics to go with it or do you write a track first and then you find a beat that kind of fits the vibe of what you wrote um so before uh you know in the era of like when i first started you know when i made like the diss track or whatever on tommy and ej uh at that time i had written all the lyrics down first and i was like i I don't know if uh every artist um obviously not every artist but i wonder if like you know how many artists go through this phase where they're like, "Oh, I just got to write down a bunch of these fire, like fire ass bars," and then oh, finding a beat will be easy. Like I'll just find a beat and then mm-hmm. uh, it'll I'll make it fit somehow. And yeah. like there are some cases where that works, um, but I found that like I definitely have to listen to a beat first. Okay. And unfortunately, I'm like super super picky with beats. Um, That's good because then you're not just you're not just putting out whatever. Yeah, like yeah. You're actually taking the time to be like, oh, do I like this? Do I not? Yeah. So I, I definitely got to listen to like a few run throughs. And, um, you know, not not like every song that I've released, you know, on uh, streaming platforms has had, you know, like the best beat ever. Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of like what you feel in that moment yeah. uh, that you're listening to it. Um, so I'll listen to a beat. And honestly, I'll know if I like it or not by the time 
the by the time the drop comes. Really? Yeah, and I'll be like, sometimes the drop will come, and I'll be like, doesn't hit as hard, doesn't hit hard enough. Really? And I'll move on. Yeah. So you'll just scrap it, or you'll still put it out? No, I'll I'll scrap it. Like okay. that's that's be that's before I even like write anything to it. Got it. Like I'll, I'll on the first listen to like, or listen through, you know, if the beat doesn't knock, then Got I'm like, it. like oh. I spent, like at that time I'm like, ah, nah, I gotta I gotta move on, find something else. So, um, I definitely listen to beats first. And then when I decide that I want to use it, then I sort of start like finding the right sort of vibe for it. Um, right. A lot of I know a lot of rappers do this where they'll hear a beat and they'll play it through and just kind of like hum like like a flow, like what they would say, but humming version. Yeah, okay. like but like rapping without words. Yeah, yeah. I suppose. Okay, so, okay. You know, I'll hear a beat and I'll be like, and I'll do that for like however long, and. If I end up liking that flow, I'll like write some lyrics to sort of fill into that. So uh, that's yeah. pretty much my process right now. I've been trying um, a lot harder to uh, when I'm making like those sort of underground new wave mm-hmm. sort of uh, rap songs. Yeah. You know, like uh, like na- you know a lot of names pop out like uh, Yeet. Okay. You know, So Fago, Young Fazo, a lot of like those summers, autumn, a lot of those underground rappers. Um, I know we'll go into the studio mm-hmm. and they'll freestyle like their like their whole song. Really? <laughs> and I used to like I, I hated free honestly I, I still honestly I still hate freestyling. Um, really? Yeah. How I, come? Like is it just too much thinking for too little time? Yeah. I, I think it's uh you know cuz there's certain like windows where yeah. you want to like punch in something and like it, you know, it's easy for anybody to think of like a single bar, but then to follow that up with like three more. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, you know? Yeah. You ever like have like a freestyle session with people and you have like, like you have a flow in mind, and then once you drop that hard line, you're just like, now what? In yeah. your head, and you just go silent, and everyone's like, ah, oh, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> I've had millions of those. Dude, yeah. You you do you think so hard and then you get like that perfect first line in your head. Yeah. And you're like, bro, this is about to be hard as fuck. And you don't even think about the what whatever else you're gonna say. No. Say that shit and then it's like, now what? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Dude, there was this one time we went to uh we took a trip up to like LA, but it wasn't in LA, it was like an hour and a half, two hours from LA. Mm-hmm. We just picked some random Airbnb and it said Los Angeles, we bought it. Yeah. Then we finally got there and it was nowhere near LA. Mm-hmm. But we had a night, I think the last night we were there, we got super hammered. <laughs> and we we're sitting in the living room and I'm like, guys, it's freestyle. I don't know what it is with drunk dudes and freestyling, but it just seems like it's like a given it happens oh, yeah. at some point. Yep. And uh, I forget what what like instrumental we put on, but everyone was just going off. Obviously, I was we're drunk, right? So everyone, everyone, everybody just thinks that it's cool. Whatever oh, yeah. you say is just sounds dope. Yeah, it probably sounds like way better, especially yeah. since everyone's all fucked up. You yeah, know? <laughs> and then uh, this was moments after we were done freestyling. Mm-hmm. Look at my boy, and I'm like, "Yo, how are you doing?" He's like, he was still in freestyle mode. He just looks at me with a drink in his hand, and he's like, "I'm doing." <laughs> I'm like, "Yo, we're done freestyling, bro." He's like, "We're done." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just didn't yeah. he wasn't reciprocating that we were, we were done yeah 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 he didn't understand it yeah that's hella funny but um you ever like just be driving or something and you think of like a hard like freestyle line and then once it comes to freestyling you just forget it yeah in fact that happens like oh man that happens so much um like that's why i always try to whenever i think because honestly sometimes i won't be thinking of rap whatsoever mm-hmm. and then like a, a line will just fucking pop into my head 
like randomly really? and I'll be like, oh man, this would be so fucking fire if I said this. And I, I like have been trying to get into the habit of writing it down as soon as, you know, it comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, like you said, you know, if you're driving, like you can't just like, you can't really get your phone and fucking write, yeah. write it down. Yeah, oh, let me just, just you know, before I forget it. <laughs> get in the fucking crash and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that happens all the time. It, you know, whether I'm driving or I'm like at the, you know, the grocery store, I'll just like, something will pop into my head and, you know, I think I'll write it down maybe 40% of the time. Okay. Uh, and, you know, sometimes it's great. Sometimes you look at it a month later and you're like, Man, this shit's still fucking hella hard. And then sometimes you look at it the next day and you'll be like, "This shit's not good at all." <laughs> yeah, but at least you you like you critique yourself on that because some people don't. Yeah, some people just drop whatever, and it's like, oh, like, yeah. I, you know, I feel like self critiquing is, at least for me, mm-hmm. it's it's such a huge blessing and such a giant yeah. curse. Yeah, it's so much of both because. Uh, you know, I've had, like, songs that I've made. I made, like, a song maybe, like, a month ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I thought I had liked it. And I listened to it the next day. And I'm like, this is... I hate this. Like, really? why? It sounds so bad. And that'll happen from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, you know, as someone... As, like, an artist, you kind of just have to forget it. I, Russ, I don't, I don't... A lot of, like, Russ's early ideals, mm-hmm. like, back in, like, 2016, or whenever the hell he was talking about, like... Uh, he's very anti-drug or something, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. he's super like arrogant about it, and he yeah. wore that shirt that said, "How many like Zans are you gonna keep popping until you're dead?" or something. Yeah. And it was really fucked up because it's after like Lil Peep had died. Oh, uh, it's too touchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so a lot of his viewpoints I don't really uh you know like that much. But he also you know he has I think I think to this day if he doesn't have his own label he's still independent. Okay. Um, and he wrote like a whole book on like the art of being an independent artist or something, something like that. I haven't read it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've always been interested in reading it, um, but he drops gems every now and then. Uh, yeah. And I had seen one recently. He posted it onto his TikTok maybe like two or three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, you have to keep that same enthusiasm for your song, mm-hmm. you know, for uh, like, even when it's released. Because yeah. a lot of times, like, you'll make a song and it's not getting released until, like, five months later or whatever. Or, like, a couple... For, in my case, I usually make a song and release it, like, one to two months later. Okay. Um, But, you know, like, I've gotten into really, like, trying to post snippets of music on yeah. TikTok and yeah. stuff like I that. I noticed that. Yeah, yeah, trying to grow and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, dude, I swear to God, after you post, like, two snippets of the same song, like, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, like... I gotta. I really gotta keep doing this until it drops. Yeah, to get you, yeah, because not only to keep your morale going, but your fans too. Yeah, yeah, that's how I feel that too. Yeah. So, uh, he, his point was that you know you just gotta keep that enthusiasm that you had when you first made the song. Yeah. Like all throughout while you're marketing it, mm-hmm. um, when it's uploaded. Excuse me. Uh, so that's been like something that uh, I've tried to like implement recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there have been songs that I've just scrapped. Really? Yeah, just because I critique the hell out of them. That, that, I mean, I, I, I could not that we're like doing similar things, but I guess we're both speaking, right? Oh yeah, but and we're um, both into a microphone. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but I feel that like maybe in your eyes, what you created is just mid, mm-hmm. but in someone else's, that's like, dude, this is dope. Yeah. Like, but in your eyes, it's like, eh, that's where I feel like where the curse comes in. Yeah, for sure, a hundred percent. Um, you know, because even songs that I have out right now, like um, 
my boy who uh, was there like when I first dropped Heartstrings. Okay. He was like one of the first people to listen to it. Uh, he streams on Twitch, um, Twitch TV forward slash Evo Season. Okay. <laughs> uh, shout out my homie Evo. Um, he says that Heartstrings, even to this day, is like the his like my his favorite song that I've ever released. Mine is Big Chillin'. I like that. I actually like that one. Yeah, <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> I like that one a lot. That one, I I feel like if you were to ever see like a like a a percentage of it going up, that's probably me. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I believe that, dude. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, like Heartstrings for me, like yeah. Well, well, I guess that's not a good example. I really like Heartstrings. I okay. think that's one of the. You know, when I had wrote, when I had written that, it was like, it was like two, three in the morning. And that was the, one of the, I think this has only happened like three times since I started doing music where the lyrics just kind of poured out. And like, I was able yeah. to write line after line at a time. And I, yeah. I haven't, I think I'm, I, you know what? I might've, the last time I had that was probably like a couple weeks ago um, when I made uh, this song, I made the song at like midnight. Uh, and it's probably going to be my next drop. We'll have okay. to see. Um, but yeah, like those times when the lyrics can just flow out of you and it all makes sense. It's coherent. Yeah. And there's still bars in there. Like those are the greatest. But um, anyway, back to what I was saying earlier, like some people will say, um, oh, I, I like Tommy. Like he'll mm-hmm. be like, oh, yeah, like uh, Heat Check is like, you know, like so fire, you know, and I'll be yeah. like. It's fine. It's okay. A, it's an all right song. And they'll be like, "What?" And and that's like my that's my most played song. He checked. Yeah. Okay. Um, and even now, I'm still like, it's my most played song. I don't think it's my best song. You know, like yeah. And so, yeah, just keeping that enthusiasm is, it's uh, it can be a struggle. Yeah. But yeah, so and self critiquing that can be a struggle. So, yeah. what do you think your best song is in your eyes? Man, um. It's funny. It's funny you ask that because it goes along with the enthusiasm thing. Every really? single every single time, uh, or damn near every single time, uh, I've recorded a song and fully mixed it. I'm like, this this is my next song. This is the song that's gonna like, like get a lot of plays or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but then eventually it won't be my favorite song. And okay, <laughs> so it changes. Yeah, it okay. for sure changes. Um, See, it's so funny because right now the favorite, my favorite song that I've ever made is the one that hasn't dropped yet. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. Okay. Uh, but I think within my discography, um, man, Heartstrings, I feel like has got to be up there for me just based on like, you know, the storytelling and, and the, the lyrics that I chose to write there. It's sort of like a vulnerable track almost. Okay. Um, that's up there. I really liked Katana. That was a good one. Uh, I I I loved it when it, when I first dropped it, uh-huh. and then I dropped it, and uh, I was like, oh, this song, like I had to tell like you know that other part of my brain, hey, this song's not gonna get like a thousand plays, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's still fine, it's still good. Yeah. So I think that's definitely up there for me. Um, I think those two probably. Is it is it your favorite songs because the way it sounds, or was the process that also plays a part into why? Like, did everything just flow so, like, hypothetically, did everything just flow so easy that it was just, like, that's why? Is there, like, a deeper, I guess, uh, deeper reason as to why it's favorite other than the actual lyrics and sound? Um, yeah, I think I think the, the creative process has a lot to do with it, too. You know, like, I feel like definitely um, a reason why 
I think Heartstrings is one of my favorite songs that I've made is because I remember I can remember vividly like being in my bed and like writing lyric after lyric and stuff mm-hmm. and it flowing and and that definitely plays a part as to why it's like you know in my top like two um but I think the opposite goes with uh Katana which was like the process was like whatever I don't remember it too much um I remember that I pretty much freestyled every single line I don't know if you know do you know what punching in punching in is I don't think so so when uh this is something that I actually had figured I just figured out probably like man maybe like November no 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 probably like in last summer I had figured out what punching in is okay and basically it's when uh you know you're making a song and you'll think of a line right think think uh you know your freestyle line in the car right okay instead you're in the studio okay so you think about it uh you play you play the beat um record it into the mic you Mm -hmm. stop it you you can listen to it back or whatever and then you're like okay so now i'm gonna find another uh i'm gonna make up another bar you know that relates and rhymes and then you record the next one and then you just keep doing that so it's like you're recording on recording off oh so you're just recording as i guess you're just recording spitting as you're going i guess yeah 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 um and it's actually so so when you do when you make music Mm -hmm. you can note you really can notice when people do it really yeah it's crazy um so in uh what's that song with um i think it's what's next with drake and Lil baby okay you know how Lil baby like goes into that flow where he's like and it goes on for like it seems like forever right yeah and you're like how's this guy breathing that's what that he's is? punching in really yeah. and so sometimes engineer like really good engineers will be able to make it sound like it flows completely like fine yeah um someone like me who is like a you know sort of like novice sort of amateur like sound engineer might have like a harder time i'm definitely better at it now than i used to be which is good uh-huh yeah 100 percent. um yeah i think improving in that area was like something that helped a lot um but yeah like also like um yeet and like all those underground artists they like they punch in if they're not if they're not freestyling their whole tracks they're punching in a hundred percent of the time really yeah for sure dang so is that so if a rapper raps fast right Mm -hmm. but you notice they're punching is that kind of cheating man In in the rap world um so it's it's so funny it's funny you say that because uh the last song that i released motion mm-hmm. um in the second verse i really like the second verse but it's it's one of those ones where it goes on forever and yeah. i punched in like i think three separate times okay so there so i'll go for like i'll be like for like a certain like a certain amount of time mm-hmm. but then when i'm like fuck i can't i can't there's no way i can do this and then yeah. i'll stop it okay so in a way it's like cheating but at the same time, from a creative standpoint, you want to make sure that each bar hits just like the first one did. That makes sense. You know? Yeah. Um, I guess it's not cheating if you're if you're not claiming yourself to be like a like a tech nine or something. Yeah, exactly. Like okay. if if you know if I posted uh, you know my song Motion, and I was like, go listen to the second verse. I'm the next Eminem. Then I'd, that'd be like okay. It'd be it'd be cap. You know? Yeah, big time. <laughs> um, but there are people you know like Eminem. Mm-hmm. I don't think Eminem punches in. Uh, at least definitely not as much as, you know, other people because he has, uh, that, you know, technical ability Mm -hmm. to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, which is great. And, you know, sometimes I can do like, there's verses of like Eminem songs that I can like rap along with, with him. Um, 
but you know, then I, you know, you go into the studio with your with your own lyrics, and you're like, oh, I want to make sure like this gets heard yeah, properly, you yeah, know? Yeah. So, Cause yeah, it, yeah, because it's it's frustrating when you hear like a rapper you really enjoy, and he says something like super quick, and you're just thinking, what do you say? Yeah. Then you gotta <laughs> rewind and listen to it again. Yeah. But if it just hits hard that one time you first listen to it, it's like, you're mind blown. Yeah, it's yeah. like every line is like has a potential to be like stuck in your head. Almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Punching in. Punching in is great. Okay, okay. And it's a cheat code, but it's a fair cheat code. So you gotta use it, if you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You want, you want your music to sound the best it can, you know? Yeah, because for me, if, if so you ever listen to rappers, I have none in mind specifically, but you'll hear like a song they made, mm-hmm. and the instrumental would just be way louder than their voice. Yeah, yeah. I notice that a lot with a lot of, um, like Chicano rappers do that a lot. They'll make the instrumental louder? I don't know why. I guess maybe just they don't have... I don't know proper education on mixing, but that's it's that's actually really interesting because um, like ideally, you know, like I've done so much research in this past like year and couple months, mm-hmm. um, and like ideally, you know, you want your uh, your vocals to do what's called you want them to sit in the mix or like okay. sit on the beat, so they want to be you want your vocals to be like slightly above like the beat, yeah. But at the same time, something else that I um never really took into consideration until maybe like a month ago was mixing. There's no right or wrong way to do it. Really? It's, it's sort of like an art form almost. Okay. Um, and you know, like, like you said, like Chicano rappers who have, uh, the instrumentals louder than their vocals, mm-hmm. you know, that could be like a stylistic choice. Really? Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's for some people it's, it might not be for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, me personally, I like, you know, that sweet spot. It's yeah, I, I hella too. hard to get, but, yeah. <laughs> but, when you can, it's great. So is audio engineer and mixer, like people that do the mixing, is that different people? Um, no, I, I think engineers are like, those are like the people who are like adding the effects to your vocals and stuff like that. Okay. So, okay. So what does a producer do? So just makes the beat? A producer either, um, there's like different kinds of producers. There's beat makers, mm-hmm. um, you know, someone who obviously who makes the beat. Um, but then, the, you know, it's just like, uh, you know, you see like, oh, in movies, executive producer, this person, okay. right? And they're kind of just people who uh, are like, in a, from a music standpoint, they're people who are there with you in the studio, mm-hmm. sort of like, uh, you know, making the song go a certain way. Got like, it. however, they're envisioning it mm-hmm. and they're telling the artist like how it's going to go or how they want it. Um, do you know the YouTuber Patrick CC? I don't think so. He's, um, he's this guy from, he's from Oklahoma mm-hmm. and uh, he's like, he makes a bunch of interesting videos, but he came up off of um. Uh, like rap videos and stuff. Okay. And he actually made a an album. Oh man, I don't know if I'm gonna remember what it's called. He executive produced an album, like DJ Khaled. Okay. Um. So he had like, he had like a vision for how he wanted the songs to go, mm-hmm. and he just you know he, like, he would he worked with a ton of like these underground artists, which is super cool. Um, and he would like they. I remember in like a video he would talk about uh. You know, since he produced it, people are like, oh, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. And so basically, like, the, these artists would send him uh, their verses. And if he if he felt like something needed to be tweaked, he'd mm-hmm. send it back and be like, oh, can you do this differently? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's like people like that, like DJ Khaled. Okay. You know, oh, even um, uh, I didn't listen to it yet, but um, the new album that came out, I Know Nigo. Who's that? Uh, I don't know. He's a producer of some oh, sort, okay, I'm assuming. Okay, okay. But uh, he, I know he had, he had like this 
big drop recently with uh, it was like eleven songs or something with like Tyler Uzi on it. Oh damn! And a bunch of these different artists and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's people like that. Those are like the producers. So where do Dr. Dre and Kanye fall into that? They just do everything. Yeah, man. Like people like Dr. Dre, and well, Kanye obviously is a super like special example. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, like like those are those are guys who are nuts. Like yeah. they have you know they make their own beats. They have an idea of where the song is mm-hmm. going. They mix like parts of their vocals and stuff yeah. before they send it to an engineer. Like those guys are, you know, enigmas. Okay, you know, like, okay. Got yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Super impressive. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, let's see. My bad. So, what are your all-time favorite rappers, or who? Who are your all-time favorite rappers? Man, that's such a, that's such a good question. Uh, like a top five? Whatever. Whatever. I mean, just. I feel like it's hard to like categorize rappers like it's, in numbers, yeah. but just any of your favorites that you can think about. I'd say um, in no particular order, um, except for Kendrick. Kendrick's number one. Okay. For sure. Uh, I think Biggie is up there for me. Okay. Um, I listened to Ready to Die, and I was ready to die. Yeah. You know, I was ready to like I was I was ready to play GTA, run over civilians. You know. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Biggie's definitely up there. Um, I like Nas. I don't know if I would put him in my personal top five. Okay. If I had like a top five or whatever. Um, but obviously he's super talented. Um, man. Probably Jay-Z. Okay. He's got to be up there. Um, these are just like all-time all-time greats. Kanye obviously has to be up there. Yeah. It's such a hard question because it's just, yeah. there's so many to choose from. There's so many, there's just so many greats. And for, like, for me, like, me personally, like, in terms of, like, music that, like, I enjoy a lot, um, you know, that list could be different. Okay. Uh, but in terms of who I think are, like, the five, like, you know, greatest, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd say, I'd be, I'd say it's those four and then fifth spot is, like, up for debate. Okay. So why why is Kendrick your number one? Um, there's so many reasons. Uh, I Kendrick's Kendrick has like the lyricism is like I feel like unmatched. Yeah. Um, his his flows are insane. His ability to tell a story mm-hmm. is one of my favorite qualities about his music. Um, and also, uh, I think the way that Kendrick gets the listener emotionally invested into yeah. projects is like it, it's like unheard unseen yeah um the f- like the first time that i ever legitimately cried mm-hmm. to to any song mm-hmm. was listening to you off of uh to pimbo butterfly. butterfly yeah that's a good song it's a, it, it blew me away yeah the first, the, go ahead yeah go ahead. i was just gonna say uh, also um good kid mad city uh, sing about me I'm dying of thirst you know it's like just such a great song yeah and it's crazy that the older you get the more you understand his lyrics mm-hmm. so when I first heard swimming pools I'm like alright cool this, this goes hard this is cool but I was like I think I was 13 yeah and then I heard it now and he says I know a couple people living their life in bottles and I was just like damn like alcoholism right yeah exactly and then he said some wanna some people like the way it feels others wanna kill their sorrows mm-hmm. some people wanna fit in with the popular Then what? but some of the I forget the whole the whole line yeah yeah but it's like damn like some people do drink to feel good some drink because they're sad mm-hmm. and they want to numb the pain and then some just do it to fit in yeah and i feel like when you're 13 you don't really you don't have life experience to understand it fully oh yeah for sure and now you're just like damn like this fool's on some other stuff yeah you're like damn this is time. real yeah and you know what like 
I feel like that that you know has to do with a lot of music that you hear when you're younger. Um, you don't really think about it. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you're younger, you just kind of listen to music to have like a good time. Yeah. Uh, and then you get older, and then you like look more into the lyrics and the mm-hmm. meaning behind songs, and it's it's like way deeper. Um, I actually have a list. I have a list on my phone. Okay. Of like rappers who like inspired me. Yeah, I was just gonna ask that too. Okay, um, so obviously Logic, big inspiration for me. Yeah. Um, he, you know, when I first heard 44 Bars, you know, which is like the first Logic song that I ever really listened to, uh, it's not like crazy lyrical by any means, mm-hmm. but that was the first song that made me think, you know, because that was like one of the, in my memory, that's like one of the earliest hip hop albums I listened to. Yeah. I feel like I get crucified for being like, Logic's the first person that made me question life. Yeah, <laughs> I mean... He had a tough upbringing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, um, and that, that song was like one of the first songs that made me go, hold on, what do you say? And then yeah. replay it. Um, I think Tyler, I think Tyler the Creator um, is one of my favorites as well. Yeah. And he's constantly evolving too, which I love about him. Oh, yeah. Like, um, if you compare Yonkers to See You Again, you you could, it's completely different people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Compare, like, if you compare Bastard mm-hmm. to something like Igor... Like, yeah, dude. It's, it's like what? It's the same person? Yeah, it's like night yeah. and day. Yeah, you know. Um. Obviously, Gambino. We talked about Gambino. Mm-hmm. I like Denzel Curry a lot. Okay. Um, I like MF Doom a lot. Rest in peace. Yeah, I just discovered him. It sucks, and I hate when this happens. But I always discover <laughs> yeah. a good artist after they pass. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know how do you how do you feel about people who are like, uh, oh, you can't say that. You like this artist just because, you know, you listen to them after you found out that they died and now they're like your favorite. Yeah. Well, what are you supposed to do? Just think, exactly. oh, they're dead so I can't listen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So funny. So a good here's a good story. So when I was 11 or 12, I was on the freeway with my mom and um, she's like, hey, do you know who this Mac Miller guy is? Oh, and I no. was like, no, who's Mac Miller? I was 12 and she's like, oh, like he, I don't know. He has this song called Best Day Ever. Mm-hmm. And, it, and I heard it on the radio. It's really good. And I was like, okay. But when I first heard it, she heard the radio version. But when I first heard it, it was like his more intimate version. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, damn, this Mac Miller guy is like pretty good. And then I went through this phase. So I, I loved rap up until I was nine. No, my whole life, really. And then when I was 12, I had friends that were into like emo music. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know what? Rap's on the back burner. <laughs> but I made a huge mistake because this is like when ASAP Rocky was making Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Long live ASAP. There was... Um, like three Mac Miller albums that fell in that same time yeah. that I just completely missed out on. Yeah, and I was into this emo music, and then, um, I got into sorry, the story's everywhere, but I got into rap again when I was in eighth grade, and then I didn't really listen to Mac Miller anymore until after he passed. Yeah, but after he passed, that's all I listened to for months. Yeah, it's it's crazy, you yeah. know, like when an artist passed, how you know they can you know immediately like right after that have an impact. On yeah, you. and. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like sit here in front and be like, oh yeah, like I love Mac Miller. Like, mm-hmm. I, to be honest, like I really respect Mac a lot, and yeah. I know that he's a super talented artist. Mm-hmm. I haven't really listened to a ton of his projects. Um, you know, like off the top of my head, I can't name like my top five Mac Miller songs. But you mm-hmm. know, I, that's someone who I've wanted to uh, yeah. get into like recently. Um, 
because I just know how how he touched a lot yeah. of people. It's it's sad because I listen to um, there's a there's a song called Hand Me Downs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever heard it, but um, I don't know if you watched his videos, but this kid has a YouTube channel where he has his dad react to albums. Oh yeah, do you, what's the channel called? I don't know. I think I, I know there's like a ton I think of, it, I think it was oh, called Turnhead. Oh, I don't know. They might, it might be called Turning Tables. I don't know. Okay, could, okay, I'll send it to you. Yeah, yeah. But he had his dad listen to um Circles. Mm-hmm. And his dad cried on that hand-me-down song. Oh, man. But um, if you listen, if you watch that music video and you read the... I love to read comments on songs. Oh, yeah. To same. see if people, like, if they agree with what I'm thinking too with the song. Mm-hmm. And every other comment's like, oh, like, my brother loved this song. He was killed in a car accident last year. And we listen to this song together all the time in the car. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, like, so many people that Mac touched and he didn't even know. Yeah. But if you go back to, like, Mac's lyrics, like the song Weekend with, um, with Miguel... Mm-hmm. The song sounds, it sounds like a party song throughout the whole time, and yeah. then Mac has a line where he says, "I fell asleep and forgot to got, I fell asleep and forgot to die, goddamn." And that's when it's like, damn, like nobody saw like his demons mm-hmm. when this came out. It all makes sense afterwards. Yeah, and it's it's just so sad, you know, like yeah. when uh when stuff like that happens, and you know, like Mac and people like Mac and people like Doom. Uh, these people who are like such big influences on people mm-hmm. pass like it sucks man yeah you know it's it's just super tough I see comments like um, it sucks that you miss someone that you never even met before yeah but the fact that I mean you haven't heard if you said you haven't heard Mac that much but mm-hmm. when you listen to his music it feels like he's speaking to you and not many rappers do that mm-hmm. it's like okay I listen to a song but with him it's like he really touches on things that most people experience at one point in their lives yeah but yeah, yeah, it's dope, man. Yeah, the, I, I think also you know a ton of these rappers are dying way too early. Yeah, um, I, I was like, uh, it's funny because when I first listened to X, mm-hmm. I was in high school. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think it probably was senior year. It was your um, senior year, yeah. Yeah, and that's when like Look at Me had yeah, become that, like huge. Yeah, and you know at that time again. I was like, oh, I'm more like towards lyrical rap. And he was like the, one of the first people that made me be like, yo, like, this isn't like, this is like different yeah. from what I'm like used to. Yeah. You know what was a curveball for me was when he dropped the the Look At Me video. Yeah. So at first it was like, okay, well, it's just this song, whatever. And then it stops. Mm-hmm. And then you just see like fools hanging on trees and it's like, whoa, where's this going? And yeah. then he just spits some real shit. And I was like, okay, this guy earned my respect. Yeah. That I forget what the riot. That's the song. Riot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I wasn't expecting seeing that in that in that uh, video. Mm-hmm. But I think he did that on purpose. Yeah. I I think he was X was someone who I feel like was always super calculated. Yeah. Whenever he did stuff, um, and like he was really controversial. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like early on in his career. Yeah. Um, and you know, like when when does he die? At the time when he's literally trying to do his to best do to turn his life around. You know, like yeah. Uh, and. You know, like you said, to do good, be a good per, to be a better person, um, and you know, even though I uh, like, even with X, there were a lot of songs that I really, really liked by him. Um, I have, I remember listening to Seventeen. Yeah, it's a good album. Yeah. Great, it's a great album. Yeah. It got praise from Kendrick. You know, yeah. whenever that happens, it's like because it was like there's not to sound like cliche, but there was XXX Tentacion, and then there was just X. Yeah, that at the end, mm-hmm. and he was just spitting like. Like real shit. That's what I like as a 
uh, I wanted to say, am I a consumer, I guess? Yeah. Listener? Yeah. I like when rappers talk about real shit, no matter how sad it is. Mm-hmm. And when I heard that, I'm like, damn, like this dude was going through a lot. Yeah. It's, it's really great um, when rappers are, you know, in such vulnerable states. Yeah. Um, I feel like, <clears throat> I feel like when you're, as an artist, when you're really vulnerable, mm-hmm. you can make some of your best music. Yeah. Um, and like you said, you know, with people like Mac and people like X, like it can touch people who like, you know, yeah. they don't even have any idea they exist. Yeah. Um, but I remember when, when X died, uh, and I think also the same thing with Juice, man, it just, yeah. you, f- you felt like defeated almost. Yeah. Cause I wasn't even a big fan of Juice World. Mm-hmm. When I first heard about how he died, I'm like, dude, like why, why would you do that? You know? Yeah. And I was like. And no disrespect to Juice, but like, that's just like when I heard the way he died, I'm like, that's just like stupid thinking, you know? Like, but I, it's tough. Now that I look at it, I'm like, he probably panicked. Yeah. And was like, I don't know what to do. Like, because if he, the, assuming, you know, whoever caught him wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, empath, like, uh, it didn't empathize. Yeah. That fool could have gone to prison for a while. Oh yeah, for sure. So he probably just panicked. But I'm like, dude, like. It sucks because the way Juice World died was, you know, it was self inflicted. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Lil Peep. And then with uh, X and Pop Smoke, that was just haters. Yeah, it's it's crazy how uh, you know people's hatred for you can lead to shit like that. Yeah, same thing like, with Nipsey too. Yeah, same with Nip. Man, like th- there's all these names that you kind of just like. Yeah. You know, these are people who are like really great, and you know, like it's crazy because sometimes I just won't even be thinking about it, and I'll just be like, man, like this person's not here anymore, yeah. you know, and. Fuck, man, it sucks with like the nip and the pop smoke and the X situations because mm-hmm. it's like, bro, like it's so, it's just so brutal, you know, yeah. like, and it hurts. Yeah, and it's it's crazy that you said that because when when they when they first passed, I was like, damn, they got shot, you know, but now you think of like their final moments. Yeah, and it's like that shit's just way more sad when you think about it in in depth. Yeah, exactly. Like, bro, like the fact that you know. Pop Smoke was like one, like or his team or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if, if he was like the one recording, but like the fact that he was like one non-post, non-story post yeah. away from still being here. Yeah, shit's crazy like that, man. Yeah, and it, it, going back to how you said that when they're like, like they're trying to turn their lives around. Mm-hmm. Nip, he wasn't really. I wouldn't say he was trying to turn his life around, but that dude had so much going for him. Yeah, he had a lot. Like he had the marathon store. Like this dude was. I forget the analogy that someone made about him, but he was opening stores and having his friends work there. Mm-hmm. Like, he was doing so much for Compton. Yeah. And Crip blood or not, like, why would you take someone's life away that could do so much good for your community? Yeah. It it, it sucks, man. It, it really just, like, it, that's all it boils down to, man. It's just tough, dude. It just sucks. You know, like, like, obviously, you know, me or you... We don't know how it feels to, like, be involved in, like, gang ties yeah. and stuff like that. But, like, when you see these instances of gang violence, it's just like, fuck, man. Like, why did it have to go this far? Yeah. And and shit like that, you know? Like, I, I you know, like, I'm sure it's bigger than colors. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's like, we're just... And I hate to get, like... Not, I don't hate to get deep about it, but... You know, here, like in San Jose, right, the, you don't, we don't really see gangs anymore. Back mm-hmm. in the day, it was a little more prominent. Yeah. But now it's just, if people are selling crack on the street, you're gangbanging, and you're shoot, getting the shootouts, you're just bringing the whole community down along with you. Mm-hmm. There's no way that we could build off of that. Yeah. And I felt like, yeah, I don't know. 
No, yeah, I think I, I think that's a great point. Is um, and you know what sucks is that for some of these people involved in gangs, it's like that might be the only life that they know. Yeah. So. You know, like they—they they don't know any other way except to do what they do. Yeah. Uh, in certain situations, uh, but you know, like you said, like just as a community, it's—it really sucks when shit like that happens because it's like you know, you know, you, the human race itself is already like struggling. Yeah. Like, on its own means and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I agree. And you know, when little when things like that happen, and it brings down like your morale. Of mm-hmm. like the society that you live in and your community, it just like hurts even more. I feel yeah. like it's just like, like you look at it like, what are we doing? Yeah, and that doesn't even relate only to gang violence. You know, like fucking recently the mm-hmm. shooting in Sacramento, yeah, that left like six people dead and like yeah. twelve injured. Like, why does shit like that have to happen? Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I have like a my standpoint is a little. It's a little rough, I guess, but it's like if you're gonna have like a gang shootout or some whatever it is, go do it somewhere else or don't do it at all yeah don't get innocent people involved yeah you know but yeah man so i have i have one more one more question for you Mm -hmm. so uh is there a bigger picture that you see with your music other than like face value um i think there's so much that i want to say Mm -hmm. uh within music um but i'm caught at like almost like a crossroads between you know just making music uh that i want to make for fun Mm -hmm. that you know i think sounds good and people could listen to and have a good time with yeah um versus you know making things about like intrusive thoughts Mm -hmm. and uh like real issues you know Mm -hmm. and i definitely will do that in the future um but you know i'm just kind of taking it like step by like day by day right now that's good just doing what i can because at the end of the day like you know making music is supposed to be fun yeah you don't want to look at it as like oh i have to make a song today yeah 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 that's how i feel too and i I feel like i really got to get into like that headspace Mm -hmm. you know um because like so i have like projects in mind where i want to talk about shit like that Mm -hmm. that you know might not come out for years because i feel like i gotta really like it's almost like method acting in yeah, a way yeah. where you got to really like dig deep into that sort of uh, like that mindset yeah. of what you're going to, you know, speak about. And then I feel like that's when the work will come to light. But yeah, as of right now, I'm just, you know, putting out songs, hoping people like them. Yeah. Do that's what, pretty much it. Do what you enjoy. Yeah. Cause 100%. honestly before I was like, man, you know, the podcast, like what if people don't like it? But I'm like, you know what? I like it. Yeah. And the people that are going to like people that, the people that fuck with you are going to fuck with you no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You're always, the people who are, you know, your ride or die people or the people that are, you know, down for you for with, before you start doing anything, those yeah. are the people that you want to keep around and those are the people that are going to stay with you, yep. you know, for the whole, for the duration. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. You got, any, you got anything? Um, Anything that you wanted to talk about? Like, uh, actually, you know what? Um, early, I know earlier in the earlier in this podcast, you had brought up uh, <laughs> that you guys the whole like diss wars thing, yeah, and that you guys were gonna make like a whole track list, yeah, and stuff. Um, and that reminded me, uh, after I had uh, done like the you know the fake diss tracks and stuff, mm-hmm. um, uh, me, EJ, and Tommy actually came out with like this collab tape. It, okay. was, it was like four songs. It was like an EP. Okay, it was four songs. 
it was super like not mixed or mastered at all <laughs> but we wanted to see if we could make a tape in one day uh-huh. uh and it ended up taking us like five hours i think to do four songs not um, too bad yeah <laughs> but the, the reason i bring that up is you know just to sort of uh add on to the last point like whenever i feel like music you know, is a job mm-hmm. or I'm like, Oh, like I got to record this song or else like this will happen. You know, yeah. and I'm thinking negatively. I like thinking back on, uh, those times where like, you just didn't give a fuck, you know, like yeah. you just sort of, you're like, Oh, I have some bars that I think are pretty good. Let me say them. Um, and that's like pretty motivating. I'd say, yeah. uh, you know, to be able to, to do music like for fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty sick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as long as... I guess that's like when it... Let me see if I can explain this. It's not a... I guess it's not a job when you're having fun, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you can just keep that... That's what I'm trying to keep here. Oh, like, yeah. Because once... once I, Me, personally, if I get burnt out, I'm just like, dude, uh, I don't know anymore. Yeah. And I just want to... I, I personally want to avoid that. Yeah, yeah. Getting burnt out. And I... I you know what? I feel like um, that's like super overlooked in... Uh, like your creative outlet um, yeah. to people because uh you know we take youtubers for example right mm-hmm. and i used to sometimes i still catch myself doing this but um you know like i'll see a youtube channel with like seven hundred thousand subs mm-hmm. hasn't posted in like six months i'm yeah. like bro what is this guy doing feels, yeah. good, feels just leaving 700k subs like on red it's because we because we won't want those 700k yeah, yeah exactly yeah but um you know sometimes people just get burnt out they need a break mm-hmm. and it's not up to the, you know, audience or the consumer to decide when they should come yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you always got to make sure to, to keep that in mind. Yeah. You know, you get burnt out. You take as much time as you need, not as much yeah. time as anybody else wants. Yeah. So, like, back then, I, there was one YouTuber I was always really into. Um, he would go on, like, these little breaks where he wouldn't post. And then one day he comes out he's like, oh, guys, you know, I know I haven't been posting. So my anxiety is really bad. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why is he apologizing for? Like, it's his anxiety, you know? Yeah. Just, you know, don't apologize. But now as a creator, I guess, mm-hmm. of some sort, if people are asking, like, oh, where, where's the new episodes? And I'm just like, I ought to feel bad because I'm like, I'm letting yeah. people down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel that too. Um, and it's like, it also, you know, sucks for those bigger creators who have to feel the need to apologize for taking, like, a mental health break. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, people... Like, their audience is just, you know, sometimes they'll be on their ass. You're like, where have you been? Like you mm-hmm. said, uh, why isn't this coming out and stuff? And people are mean on the internet. <laughs> yeah. How people rude. are assholes on the internet. You know, um, I used to think YouTube comment sections were, like, you know, the epitome of hell. Yeah. And then, like, I downloaded TikTok and scrolled on that for... Really? Yeah. And those comment sections, oh, my gosh. For me, it's Twitter. Oh, Twitter, yeah, Twitter's Twitter's a hell of a bad. I I deleted mine. Yeah, I deleted mine as well after the Will Smith shit. (laughs) Dude, okay. Oh, my God, that's like a whole other topic. I know, I know, I know. (laughs) But um, I'd go on Twitter, like, you know, once a day, and as soon as I get on there, it's just some bullshit. Yeah, some negative bullshit. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, Dude. I don't want to see this. Or it's like some some person with their opinion, and people are just jumping in on one person. I'm like, yo, this ain't fair to the person that y'all are bullying. Like, come on. Dude, yeah, Twitter is like a cesspool of just awful people. Yeah, just terrible people. Yeah. Um, it, it's Twitter is such a horrible place. Uh, so I had like deleted the app, 
um, maybe like a week before the Oscars, mm-hmm. and then I re-downloaded it because I had to see what was going on after that yeah. situation happened. Uh, and then, you know, I like had like tweeted a couple of things, and I was just like, all right, fuck this. And I was like, all right, I'm out. I, I, I got my tweets off. I'm yeah. good. I, I can't stand um, going on to Twitter and like you know seeing a tweet and then seeing replies that are just like fucking tearing that person down yeah it's it just it's so aggravating yeah it's like come on like you wouldn't say at least i wouldn't say someone that's somebody's face yeah no, 100 percent of these people wouldn't you know yeah. so like on, on tiktok um i follow this this uh this lady she has like a coffee truck mm-hmm. i like coffee a lot so you know i follow her and uh she's like a bigger um a bigger woman right Mm-hmm. And she's always like, "Oh, I'm gonna show you how to make. I'm gonna okay, like for example, oh, can a Reese's cup fit into an es- a shot of espresso?" And she'll like get the chocolate and melt the espresso on it, right? Yeah, something so wholesome, and someone's just like making fun of her, like for the way she looks. Mm-hmm. Like someone was like, "Ever thought about getting waves?" <laughs> and clearly, this woman's from Canada. <laughs> White lady does not obviously she's not gonna get waves, right? But right. people are just like, oh, you look like a duck, this and this, like, bro, like, come on. There, and and you know that's like part of the reason why I say TikTok comments are so awful because now uh, on YouTube, like, I feel like every comment section, first of all, is bad. Yeah. Um, damn near every social media app, maybe not Instagram because you're posting to like your friends and stuff, and they'll yeah. be like, oh, you fire fit, you know, yeah, shit like yeah. that. That's fun. Uh. But, like, every other, like, YouTube, I think, has just become, you know, uh, like, a race to see who can get, like, the first um, most thumbs up uh, comment out there. Yeah. And, like, it's just tons of, like, copy-pasting, like, Mm -hmm. other people's comments. Uh, And a lot of the times, I feel like it's not necessarily, like, you know, people giving negative, like, opinions Mm -hmm. on things. But TikTok is a different breed when it comes to shit like that. Because yeah. like you said, you know, you have someone, you have a nice lady who's just doing her thing. Yeah. She'll get made fun of. Um, I've seen comment, I've seen comment sections on TikTok. Uh, and, you know, as, I don't know specifics, but as like an example, like someone will post that they've had like a battle with cancer. Mm-hmm. And like the one of the most, the top rated comments is like someone making a joke about it. Yeah, like it's so it's just so fucked, you know. I think that too, and then I I realized like a lot of TikTok's demographic is eleven year olds to fourteen, and in that in that like gap, kids are freaking ruthless. Yeah, yeah, I, I, dude. You know what? And I and I worked like at an after school program mm-hmm. um, up until you know I got my new job recently, uh, and the middle schoolers man yeah they are another level of mean sometimes yeah. <laughs> at least for me in middle school like the girls were the meanest i don't know how it is now yeah everyone's awful really <laughs> all the kids are so bad dude is it like 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 not so bad jokes but they're mean cuz they're young or they're actually like bad i sometimes it's honestly it's a mix of both okay um it, when i was working it was like upsetting when someone would make a joke like that was like bad bad yeah because you're like oh like you don't need you shouldn't be like saying shit like that like yeah. this is literally this isn't this wouldn't be okay for anybody my age to say yeah and you're saying it already like it's out but um sometimes they'll just you know there's like a really good mix between those kind not good mix but like a mix between those jokes and also uh like the sort of funnier jokes yeah that they tell that are like still mean yeah but like you like 
from a comedic standpoint, you'd be like, ah, that's that's yeah. kind of funny. Like in middle school, was, uh, I had a crush on this girl, right? And I was nice to her. Mm-hmm. And and every time I would like compliment her, she'd just look at me and go, ew. <laughs> right? And that, so when I see like girl, like younger kids bicker, I'm like, okay, I understand, right? Mm-hmm. But one day I was in class and I was like, I was like, oh, you look nice today. And she was like, ew. And in front of everybody, I was like, yeah, and you stuff your bra, but you know, here you are. <laughs> and everyone just looked at me like, whoa. And then ever since then, I was like, okay, I guess I gotta chill you gotta out. Gotta chill, gotta chill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but those are, the, hey, those are the jokes that like, you know, like when kids have said that in uh, like a classroom setting, um, it's hard not to laugh at those kind of Yeah, you ever had one of those moments where you just want to laugh so bad we have to like hide? Yeah. So no one sees? Dude, at, like sometimes, uh, I, you know, I've been like leading a class or whatever, and someone would say something, and like when kid, when like middle schoolers like throw insults at each other, sometimes it's like serious, oh. but but you're like looking at these ten year olds fighting each other, and you're like, bro, like it's this just is funny. the funniest shit ever. Yeah, uh, and some like I've been on the verge of tears from like trying not to laugh at some of the stuff that they've said. What was one of them? Man, I don't know. I don't think I have any specifics. It's like it's very like in the moment type of thing. Okay. It's like when you see like little kids cursing at each other. Yeah. They're like five yeah. years old, like, oh, fuck you, fuck you. Yeah. And you're just like, <laughs> it's just serious, but it's kind of funny because they're small. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's like hard to take them serious. Yeah. But you got anything else? Oh, man, uh, no, that's pretty much it. Um, I have a song dropping. Yeah, plug, with, it, plug yourself. Within the, <laughs> within the next uh, two, three weeks, uh, I'm assuming. Um, it's uh, I really like it. It's one of my favorite songs I've ever made. But you know, I think about that after every time I make a song. Okay. Um, I I also have a some a couple of collabs coming out um, with uh, this artist. I forget where he's from, which sucks. Cause I should remember. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, his name's Six Rings. Shout out Six Rings. Uh, I've been sort of like you know his uh, engineer for the past couple for like the past month or so. Nice. Uh, so that's been like a whole different sort of challenge. That's been pretty fun to take on. But we have like uh, a couple collabs that um, one of them's already finished and is set to come out at some point soon. And then I'm working currently on another one. Uh, and so that should be pretty fun. Cool, man. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I got one more question. You gonna make a vi- uh, music video soon? Oh man, that's such a good question. Um, so I've been asked that uh, by a couple people. Um, this uh, this other artist who is from the Bay Area, uh, he asked me to be in, uh, he wanted me to hop on this song, mm-hmm. and he said, oh, yeah, like, can you hop on this song, blah, 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 and in the DMs, I was like, oh, yeah, for sure, just send it over, uh, I'll do my thing, and he goes, great, we're gonna shoot a music video for it. Dude, and I was do like, it. <laughs> and at the time, bro, I, like, this was, this was like a few months ago, I'd okay. say, um, and at the time, I was just like, bro, like, I can't, there's no, I'm not I can't do this why not um my thing is like I'm super super awkward in front of cameras I disagree I mean when it's like <laughs> it's, it's off now but I think I think in settings where it's like uh like I can I feel like because I used to do I used to make like really corny like YouTube videos and yeah, stuff yeah Coyote, uh, Peyote Keaters <laughs> yeah the OG dude yeah uh so like that 
Man, uh, I feel like comedy is sort of like a different thing. But when it comes to like rapping, you got to take yourself seriously, you know? Because when you're like, goofing around, it's like, okay, I can be goofy. You know, it's fine if I'm a little yeah. awkward because the video is funny. Yeah, exactly. But I, I can see that. But you know, like, oh, I'm a rapper. I got to fucking look yeah. all hard and shit. And it, it really wasn't that. Um, that definitely had a lot to do with me not like wanting to be, you know, in like a music video at that time. Okay. Um, it also had to do with like, Whenever I am going to be in a music video, it's going to be for a song that I made that I really, really like. Okay. And I feel like I haven't, uh, maybe this next one that's going to come out, maybe, um, I I might uh, look into that. But, uh, you know, aside from that, I haven't really made a song that I've been like, this needs a video. Okay. I feel like, you ever feel like when you like uh, listen to an album that just dropped and you listen to like a song and you're like, bro, this music video for this would be fucking dope. Yeah. I've never really had that about really? like one of my own songs. I had that for Big Chillin'. Did you? <laughs> yeah, because I, dude, it was one night where I literally had like a whole like, I created a video in my head for that song. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, this would look dope. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I just got to get to that point, you know? I, yeah. So it's like, it's like a mix of that and then also just being like camera shy. A lot of people tell me too, like, hey man, like whatever, whatever, uh, you know, song it is like just make the video mm-hmm. and just see where it goes from there. You know, it doesn't have yeah. to be like the best song that you ever made type yeah. shit. But uh, I feel like it would resonate more with me if it was like it a would song mean more, that I really like. It mean more to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah, and I have different ideas, you know, for like music videos and shit like that. Okay. So I'm hoping I can bring those to fruition when the time comes. Dude, I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> All right. So you good? Yeah, All for right. sure. Everybody, that was Delaney. Thanks for coming out again, man. Yeah. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. All right, guys. Until next time. <laughs>